0: I'm here again with Paul Levy. Paul, hello, how are you?
1: Hi. Well, like everybody else, living in strange times, but rather paradoxically, quite enjoying being in the garden because it's quite creative there.
0: Uh, You're in that phase of enjoying the lockdown, which most of us, well, some of us go through, some people less so.
1: Yeah, like a lot of people, I I think that this is a time for us to do something new. And so I think the early stage, we're all in a state of paralysis, but now it's decision time for how we want the world to be. And that, you know, it's worrying, but it's also an opportunity.
0: Yeah, I've personally never been quite so productive. But at the same time, I am kind of missing aspects of normal life. But then I think everybody's yeah. in a different situation. I'm very fortunate in terms of being able to keep my employment and nobody I know has got sick. But I realise that's yeah. not true of everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've called it for me that I've called it the small panorama. That as as we went into lockdown and we had to self-isolate for two weeks with some symptoms right at the start, is I hadn't really spent too much time in the garden and I've got a little summer office at the bottom of the garden. And the the small panorama suddenly opened up that knowing we couldn't go outside, all the creativity started to flow because you can you've only got your own imagination and your ideas because you can't go and interact so easily. And so for me, it's been good. I've written more probably in the last few months than I had the previous year.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. And that's one of the things we want to talk about today, because obviously yeah. one of the things that's hit the L&D industry hard is the fact that face-to-face learning is now just something which is not possible and is unlikely yeah. to come back in the short term. Therefore, yeah. a lot of us are in this situation of, well, we need to go virtual, we need to go online. And you've been thinking about that. You've got what you call your 40s model. And I like the fact that you put at the back how to avoid disaster. So I'm a big fan of yeah. avoiding disaster.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, well, I, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I know you've been doing this is, a lot for the various... Yeah. I know you work for business schools and universities and stuff, so you've been doing this yeah. quite a lot, and you were saying that one of your business schools is really quite far ahead in terms of thinking around this. So you've got a fair amount of experience, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess some of these ideas began with distance learning, but they've become particularly important now in lockdown, where people, particularly in training, have had to hurry online. Some have already been online, but they're now... Their only hope, if they want to carry on as trainers, at least in the short term... Is the physical conference room at the moment is locked and ain't unlocking necessarily anytime soon and even if it does not quite sure the punters are going to feel safe enough to go into it so we've got this other really no other option than to be online and so how do we do that well and i've been um kind of researching that for a while and now talking to a lot of my own peers and having the opportunity at a university to do a bit of research and so the model I've developed, it's not another product to buy that a lot of people put out there. It's a its a lens to help you design your online training.
0: Well, let's talk through that then. So four T's. So do you want to just say what they are? And then we'll talk about each yeah. one in turn.
1: And I say to everybody, I'd love you to interrupt me if you want, John, with some critique of it, because it's something being tested out. I guess if I run through this quickly, the, the first T of the four T's is something lot of people, particularly I'd say in formal education, have tried to do very quickly with probably not great success. And that is T for transfer. It's where people have been attempting to replicate what they thought they were selling well, which was their physical world training experience and practice online. And so in universities, that's been, you know, the physical lecture has become the online lecture. And very quickly, people have realised that sitting very still for an hour, watching somebody or just listening to them doing PowerPoint is leading to what's been known for a while, passive viewing, where people don't really take it in actively, where people get screen tiredness and replicated across other courses they're doing. This just gets into an overload. Uh, Boredom can kick in very, very easily. You can have all the problems of the acoustics not having clear video. And so they're experiencing disappointment with transferring online, very similar to team working, you know, transferred online. When you try to copy it, the digital world currently is largely leading to uh, difficult experiences. So if you do try to transfer, um, you really probably have to invest quite a lot. So you probably heard of telepresence. You know, there are experiences where you can take a group online but we do need to have quality, uh, visual, we need to have the ability to get that present feeling that is the same um, as as offline. And it's difficult. It's largely not being reported as successful. Very, very similarly in terms of, say, exams and testing, you know, testing online is very, very difficult to transfer. And so you come to the second T, which is transpose, and transpose I started to see really good examples of that working a lot better. And Transpose really is where you innovate what you're currently doing in terms of what you're currently doing. I'm sure lots of people are probably uh, aware that you need to cut down the length for an hour, that there's a much shorter amount of time that's needed online. You have to chunk the content. One of the examples that actually most people are in favour of, is things like the TED Talk, the really good 10-minute talk followed by some discussion. And transposing online is become important in other ways. We're starting to get evidence that audio content is on the rise and video content is not necessarily on the same rise and maybe even be falling. So the rise of the podcast, the possibility that screen tiredness can be offset by um, actually having the podcast, having audio interviews like we're doing, where people can sit like back... Yeah, well, people sit back, listen, and and their imagination is activated because they don't have all the pictures presented to them. And there was evidence back in the 70s that um, student and children's imaginations were stimulated more when they were listening than when they were watching. So we've got the rise of radio. We've got significant statistics about podcasts. So we don't need to just default to trying to replicate uh, what we can see with what we see online. It could be we transpose it by giving people a different audio experience. So that's transpose. So can I just put the in there for a yeah, second? Could, sorry. sorry
0: um, yeah. The first one, transfer, so that's essentially you just, whatever you were doing face-to-face, you just try and do the same online. Yeah. So that would be your, your yeah. example of a lecture. You might do an hour lecture in the lecture hall, and instead you do an hour yeah. lecture on Zoom or whatever. Yeah. And
1: and also, um, and also, for example, you might just use the same PowerPoint slides, but actually, PowerPoint on a Zoom call needs to be very different. You need to have less content right. you actually need to to um not overload people with video and the interaction between you and when you put a slide up uh, you might want to stop much more online because of screen tiredness and invite people to kind of look away from the screen and go and do something where they reflect on it it has to be different it doesn't usually work when you replicate
0: but if we're just transferring essentially you're saying we're not doing it differently we're, we're, we're st- staring at a screen instead of staring at a load of blank faces faces. That's
1: right. And, and there were things wrong with education in the first place. So it could be that, you know, the lecture process wasn't very good and needed to be uh, improved before we transferred online. Transferring well, rubbish online just creates online rubbish.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I think university lectures have probably been like that for, I don't know how long, but probably decades, if not centuries. And perhaps this is a great opportunity for them to rethink whether or not that, that is a good knowledge transfer method. Yeah, But anyway, well, I think that's sadly, a different issue. Quite-
1: Yeah. But quite a lot of trainers who are used to being interactive in a room are now experiencing disappointment because they're now trying to do it in Zoom breakout groups. But the dynamics are different when you're online. So you don't get the same level of energy, for example. Not everybody wants to put their camera on. So you can't just take group processes online into Zoom. You might need to do it differently. And that's Transpose.
0: Okay, so Transpose is same content, but just looking at different methodologies to adapting to the the fact that you might be on Zoom or whatever.
1: That's right, and I think the technophiles, the people in favor of all this, are saying it won't be long before we can transfer online very easily with the world of holograms you know and, and real realism around content, but it is certainly not there yet. And something called the AI Winter that's being proposed is that we've hit some real fundamental technical barriers, and it's to be quite a long time before we get to whatever this real digital world's going to look like. It's not coming anytime soon.
0: Yeah, usually when you see films and they predict the future of things like AI. I watched, what was it the other day? I watched Blade Runner and it was set in yeah. 20, 2019. And in that they had perfect AI walking around, indistinguishable from humans. And yet, yeah. and, fl- and they had flying cars, but yet people were still smoking in offices. So I think it's very odd. We, we really struggle to predict that kind of future with things like AI. Yeah. We seem to overestimate how far we'll get.
1: Yeah. And, sure. and, and so what's interesting, I was just going to add just what, what's so interesting is some of the transposes are re- very small. It quite often is that a group of six or seven that would have been fine in a room is better the, as a group of four or five on an online call. Um, and it could also be that user generated content when we might generate ideas together, you know, with a flip chart, actually a virtual flip chart doesn't do that for some groups, it might be better to invite people to go off into pairs and have a call and generate ideas, then combine them so you have a four and, and then you might have an eight and we generate content a bit like crowdsourcing um, and that's transposition.
0: So where, where do we go next? What's third?
1: Well, so now we get into the really interesting but more dangerous territory because if transpose was let's innovate what we currently do, transform is the radical innovation. It's where two things can happen. One is we really change the way we do something and do it thoroughly differently differently which might still meet our original learning objectives or development objectives. Or it can be that what the internet offers, what some of these tools offer, is a radically different way of doing something that even changes what we were originally setting out to do. And the classic examples of that was instead of a lecture or a talk or a presentation or even an enhanced one or one differently, we might invite students to go into a mode of inquiry instead of just sitting being uh, talked to. So that's when online, and there's a lot of, you know, uh, resources online, we might invite students to go and discover something for themselves. And it's interesting, in younger education, some of the school teachers I've spoken to, instead of trying to teach online, what they're now doing is setting off an activity of discovery, and some call them web quests, where, of course, we know there's, at the moment also, there's such so much free online education, so much YouTube stuff, so much live material that's out there we still have the ability to go live to other people, uh, you know, in the world. Um, some of the, st- the students are experiencing much more guest input from uh, the people they're reading in their on their book list who will come in and do a guest conversation. So we move from here not teaching at all in a traditional way, but moving it to what um, Edgar Schein calls, you know, more inquiry rather than advocacy and, and telling It could therefore be that you have the opportunity to build something, to create something. If you're teaching computing, you might really shift it around. So we've transformed telling to discovering.
0: Right. So this is the only bit you're holding still here is the objective. And pretty much everything else is up for grabs and you're really trying to rethink it. As long as we achieve that learning objective, we'll just look at any old methodology. We're not going to start with what we had and work out how to bring it online. We actually yeah, just kind of right. really start with the objective and think how can we get to that objective given the tools we've got and the constraints we've
1: yeah. got. And and the, the, the world of the web at the moment is very, you know, tools up for that. Um, and what that enables the lecturer to do is to become you know, much more of an enabler of learning. But there are other things that you can do to transform as well. For example, if you are running group exercises where the groups have to carry out a te- an activity, I've heard some really great ones where you know, it becomes student as expert, where you invite people to go and discover what those activities are, and then come and run their own little webinar, where everyone else gets to try that tool, and we can critique it. So probably what was happening in the physical world before around best practice training was, it wasn't about delivering from the front, even in those days, it was about um, discovery, and and questing, and wayfinding, and, and all of that. So that's one example of transformation that's actually very suited to the web.
0: Yeah, I mean, I always think that the the best form of education humans ever really invented was the apprenticeship approach, whereby someone is learning a skill through an enormous amount of practice and expert coaching over a long period of time, coupled with some theoretical education surrounding it. And yet we seem to have sort of forgotten that in most of our education. And we go away for sort of speed and lecturing and all of those kind of approaches. So the more this kind yeah. of jolts people back into that kind of thinking, I think, the better.
1: And, and just one other example was um, with quite young students, too, at undergraduate level, was inviting each one of them to uh, find a social media platform, something like Medium. And we know you can write articles on LinkedIn. Uh, but there were lots of others, too, and to go and create content and then bring that back and exhibit it. And If that's anything from visual content on Instagram, where they go and find five examples of something that they discover, to actually go and write an influencer piece and, and see what influence you can gather around it and then collect that feedback. Suddenly, the whole world can also give you feedback, not just your lecturer.
0: So I'm going to think now, so you've talked about, I forgot what the first one was. Oh, you've talked about transfer. Yeah. You've talked about yeah. trans, trans po- transpose, on. Transpose, was it? And then transform. Yeah. So I can't actually think yeah. what the fourth one will be. Don't tell me. Because obviously, this is like a ladder of sort of minimal effort through to sort yep. of moderate effort, through to obviously really quite rethinking. I'm trying to think what the next one might be. So, give me a clue. Because transform pra- feels like the sort yeah. of biggest word that starts with trans that I can think yeah. of.
1: Well, I think this one is the least practical, but it's good to have it in mind because there are examples of it. It's transcend, oh, and, okay. and yeah, and examples of that. Of that- where one example of transcend could be right in the future and it's all about having implants of knowledge and education that you don't need to learn it because it's just injected into you which will force some people with the idea of hell on earth but it's just an example where transcend really shifts the ground changes the rules the game and everything that kind of is on its way now and actually this was the year where alexa amazon's alexa for business was launched and that that is where, you know, you won't need to discover stuff and no one will need to tell you in the physical world because you can say, you know, Alexa, um, what do I need to do next? And it may draw on a huge knowledge base and make, help you make quick decisions. So tech may well not just enhance our decision making, but it might start to replace it and be the access to learning that we don't gain for ourselves. Now, one perhaps um, just other example that's away from tech was as children were all sent home and schools closed and we've got schools teaching online and we've got homeschooling happening Uh, you know and schools teaching online have been attempts to transfer and transpose and homeschooling might be transformed some families have just said look for the next six months let's just be a family people were families for thousands of years we'll just go through this together and mum or dad might show you how to do something and we've got the internet and kids know how to surf it and learning just becomes a kind of emergent part of life. And, you know, some of the, the anecdotes are that I've learned more in that six months than any attempts to formally teach me. And so we may and there are education systems that talk about having high degrees of just unplanned, undesigned play and time and discovery that don't need any of these systems at all. And there's data being collected about those. So transcend, which is the most radical one, is where we're almost on a different planet or in a different world. And new things emerge, like I become more resilient and I become more confident, not as a result of any educational input whatsoever, but through entirely different processes.
0: So transcend could be the bit where you actually say, do we even need to bother learning these learning objectives? We're, we're checking yeah. them out. Do we even need this course? Why are we doing such and such a development program? Yeah. And, just, and, and then, I don't know, what then? If we say, actually, that management development program that we're whacking through every six months or whatever, you're saying, well, let's just chuck it out. Or or potentially you're saying challenge that and potentially chuck it out and just not even do it.
1: Yeah. And that's challenging for us as trainers because there are certainly big companies now, you know, the Elon Musk side, but lots of others who are saying, we don't really mind if you've got a university degree. Just come to us. We'll do the usual psychometric tests. And if you're the right fit, you know, you'll learn everything you need to know with us. Now, that may not transcend education entirely because they may well be training in the companies. But, you know, universities may well discover that people are not opting to go to them anymore because they're transcending that with the notion that everything I need to learn and experience is going to happen in my working life. That scares me, but it's an example of transcendence.
0: Yeah, it's quite annoying when people go off and learn on their own without needing us. It is quite, quite selfish, I think. But uh, yeah. Just going back to the management development example, because I started thinking then that if you said, Well, well forget it, let's not bother with the management development programme and then if people want if managers want to learn how to do something they're not very good at, they can just find it out. They can just go onto YouTube or Google it or whatever. Yeah. Or we could create content, micro content that's just in time. You know, here's how to have a difficult conversation, five minute video or whatever it might be, or e learning thingy, and they just access it as and when they want it. And it's it's a and we just don't bother with the program.
1: But, but it could be, for example, then that universities become places not to go and find out stuff and not to be taught stuff, but maybe, maybe processes to gather that knowledge in. You know, maybe there are unique things about the way peer groups meet and become friends and challenge each other that you can't find elsewhere. So that, that's, and this is kind of the optimistic thing about what we do next, which is, if you're a not just a university, but any trainer, and what you're currently doing in panic is simply attempting to transfer what you were doing online, hoping that Zoom or Microsoft Teams or Slack or any of these platforms is going to let you copy, you're probably going to be disappointed. And the most positive thing you can do is not try to replicate. But what you can do, for example, if you come up with a different style of online course that could be shorter, it could involve more discovery, it could be, you know, uh, innovated, well, then transpose can work for you if actually though the field that you're currently in is an opportunity for some real radical new ways of learning and discovery uh, you might no longer have the virtual training room or the virtual lecture you might do something entirely different um, and that would be to transform where we are with transcend at the moment is i'm not sure that's in the repertoire for us at the moment although some people are finding that as has happened as trainers that their order book has just gone from a hundred percent to zero like me that's an opportunity perhaps if you can is to step back and totally renew and refresh and you might surprise where you end up because it's not where you started out
0: yeah transcend certainly gives me a lot of pause for thought about completely radically rethinking what we do and how we support people but i don't think it necessarily answers the current challenge it certainly poses the question and it's got me thinking but i think for the current challenge what will, what was your advice what what would most people who have have to deliver some kind of training product that used to be face to face what are the, what are the top yeah. tips you you want to fire at them now to make sure that they do that as well as possible
1: yeah so so my current belief and and i'm getting some feedback from this and applying it myself is it's transpose and transform that are the two activities we need to do and that i believe at the moment that if you were gaining clients and you had a you know a, a good uh, engagement with people transfer will not happen successfully digitally in almost all cases because of the nature of that technology so the tips around transpose is look at what you were doing and identify how you can innovate it and in most cases online it's about reducing screen tiredness reducing the amount of passivity of viewing that students have to do that learners have to do that probably online um, shorter is going to be better and blended as it's called and I need to bring that word in which is this mix of um, because we're not all in complete lockdown we can still exercise and that seems to be unlocking a little bit at the moment is this mix between physical world learning and digital world learning and getting that balance right and it's probably better to try and have a healthy mix there so we're not all staring at screens all the time transform is your opportunity transform is to start to get to know the digital realm and to start to and lots of trainers admit they're not very up to date on it and to start to experiment and look at just like we probably would have done with the rise of um you know the computer and actually even the conference room that was there for trainers and the ability to book somewhere and now we've got these dedicated classrooms and so on how can you use this technology in much more radical ways develop you know unique uh, advantages i suppose in the competitive world because you're doing things differently and this has got to be the best time to think radically innovatively because we're all at home more and this is the chance to you know open up that horizon of creativity
0: yeah we don't need to do it all at once either I mean, it, it's what you've described there, I think is really exciting and interesting, but we can't, you can do it step by step. I think the point is don't I just, think, yeah. don't just transfer blindly with little thought. Yeah. try and do as much of the, I've got this the wrong way around again. Now, what was it? Try to do as much transforming as you can and transposing, yeah, and transposing and transposing yeah. where transforming isn't quite right.
1: And the mundane stuff, John is re- redesigning slide decks, questioning w- whether you need so many slides looking at the group exercises and activities and the content and looking if that needs to be reframed for, you know, a world of where we're looking at screens too much, where could you go into podcasting and audio of possible, what activities could you set away from the screen where people contact each other laterally, student to student, and then come to you as the trainer, as the place for reflection. You know, it's about changing curricula. It's about innovating, but it's probably not a good idea to try and replicate
0: well thank you very much for that paul thanks for your thoughts on that and that interesting approach you've certainly got my brain whirring with regards to what i can do in terms of transcending but i will put that on the back burner and maybe we'll talk about that in much more depth another time but thank you very much for your time Great. and good to speak to you thanks again. john
1: you too